0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Come on in to Open House with Sharon Caddy. It's more than just buying and selling. It's decor,
1: lifestyle, family, tips, advice, and so much more. Open House with Sharon Caddy. So joining me today for Open House, uh, my friend and tech expert, Amber Mac. Hey, Amber.
0: Hey there. Thanks for having me on.
1: Great to have you. So I'm talking today about the smart home because this is something that as a real estate agent, I'm seeing, you know, you get a listing. This home is smart home enabled. Um, Sometimes I'll send that to a client and they go, I don't know. It makes me nervous. It makes me scared. Nobody seems to understand exactly other than my little Google home in the next room, what that really means. So can you start us at the beginning and explain the smart home?
0: Yeah, absolutely. That is a really great question. I I think the the smart home, at least that term, you're right, is somewhat intimidating for a lot of people. But when we think about a smart home, that essentially means that the home is connected. So all of a sudden, it has an ecosystem where there's lots of technology to turn lights on, to be able to communicate via voice with smart speakers. And I would even argue that sustainable technology technology that's good for the planet planet is also seeping into uh, that area as well. So Smart home basically is a a broad definition to basically say that there's a lot of technology in the house, and it can come in many shapes and sizes. And I think that's probably why people are intimidated because if it's built in and can't be changed, and it's not the right system, you know, that could lead to a a bad experience. Mm -hmm. Uh, But of course, you can also have these really good experiences as well.
1: So for people that are venturing in, I guess the entry level is like I mentioned. My we have two or three Google Home speakers and I love them, Um, and that's an interesting entry level. So for people that are thinking about, okay, dipping their toe in the smart home technologies, I guess that's a good start, but where do you grow from there?
0: Yeah, I think one of the things that people should think about when they want to get into creating a smart home is that you can start with things like smart speakers, as you mentioned, whether it's a Google speakers or Amazon Alexa or uh, an Apple speaker, whatever ecosystem you're most comfortable with. That's really one of the first decisions that you should probably make is uh, what platform do I use the most? You know, what type of phone do I have? Because chances are you're going mm-hmm. to be using your phone as kind of the brains of everything. And then the second thing beyond just smart speakers is to think about smart lighting. I always think smart lighting to me is, is one of the easiest things to do in a home today because you can get things like smart light bulbs, uh, you can get smart lamps. And that is always, I think, one of the things that people love the most about smart homes is that accessibility that when you walk in the house, you can turn all the lights on or you can turn all the lights off and uh, you can change the colors. I think that's when the smart home really starts to shine.
1: Okay. Well, that that kind of leads me to, though, when I have mentioned this to clients, again, a house will say this has smart home enabled, it has this and that. And they go, when would I use it? How would I use it? I guess that's yeah. the question. When and how would, would someone, like, they'll say, oh, yeah, well, I can do this all with my phone and I can do lights, I can do, but when would I actually use it? Yeah, I mean, I think people
0: don't, uh, unfortunately really understand the benefits of a smart home until they live in one. And that probably (laughs) makes it really difficult to explain some of the benefits to people. But one of the things I like, I'd like to say is that, you know, when we think about smart home technology, I think it, it is, uh, technology that can sometimes make your house more accessible for more people, and and what I mean by that is that um, you may not think you're going to use it right away, but there is something nice about being able to turn the lights on and off when you walk into the house with some bags of groceries in your hand. Um, there's also something nice about being able to call up your favorite music on a smart speaker without looking at a screen. So I always think about the benefits of smart home technology as, hey, you know, we're spending less time with our faces in in phones and and looking mm-hmm. at screens. And we're kind of bringing technology to life within these things in our house. So I think people, uh, again, you know, you start small, but eventually people start to see the advantages of heading in this direction.
1: Okay. I would think that security would be a big thing, a positive and potentially a negative. Is that, am I correct in saying that?
0: Well, I think there's a couple of ways that you can look at it. You know, we've talked about smart speakers and smart lighting, but let's go a little bit further. Let's talk about uh, smart energy. And this is where people start oh, to yeah. buy into smart homes, right? All of a sudden, when you say you get a smart thermostat and you start to save, you know, 10 to 20% on your energy bills every year, the ears kind of perk up a little bit and people get excited about those conversations. And that's mm-hmm. a reality. The second part is when you talk about smart security, this gives you that opportunity to be able to basically monitor monitor. monitor who's coming in and out of the house. So when we think about smart cameras, uh, as far as a disadvantage, I don't love cameras inside the home, but I sure do love the idea that at my front and back door, I'm able to see who's coming up to the house. So I think smart security can be a huge advantage for so many people.
1: So I'm going to stay with the security aspect for a while because I know that even if we go a little broader with it, I know that I have people that won't even get a Google or a Alexa or anything in their home because they say it's always listening to me and anyone can hack into it and, and they're in my house. And there's a fear. There's a fear of the ability of others to gain access to your smart features. Is, how much of that is a truth? And is there a way that we can protect ourselves?
0: I, I have to t- tell you, you know, we've known each other for a long time. So, you know, <laughs> I speak at a lot of conferences. And the number one question I get asked about privacy, about smart speakers is, hey, I don't want one in my home because I think it's going to potentially be listening to me all the time. And the first thing I say to people when they say that is, then you should also throw out your smartphone. Yes. <laughs> and the reason I should say that is that we have to remember that the same voice assistant technology that you have in pretty much any new smartphone is the same technology that exists in a smart speaker. So, what are you more afraid of? Are you more afraid of a speaker that sits in your kitchen, or are you more afraid of of a device that, quite frankly, is with you twenty four seven? Maybe even yeah. on your bedside table. So, it's it's the technology is not different, right? So, if you're worried about privacy, you should really get rid of your smartphone entirely <laughs> because, honestly, you know, voice assistants are baked into every new smartphone. So, let's step back a second and. Say, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm no more worried about a smart speaker than I am about a a smartphone with with you know voice assistant technology. If there are concerns, you know, unplug, turn off.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that seems to be the number one thing, and I find that people are so afraid of. I think it's from a lack of knowledge, though, as to what you are inviting into your home and and how it's controlled. Um, Like I know with my phone, when it comes to um, just general protection. I, I use um, uh, antivirus and all that. Is there any kind of thing that you need to introduce to your smart home features that's similar or no? Well,
0: the issue with smart home technology, as you know, is that uh, unlike just a a computer or a phone where you can go and buy uh, antivirus software to be Mm -hmm. able to manage all of your devices, uh, it doesn't always extend to smart home devices in the home. So, um, and it doesn't necessarily always uh, extend to things like turning microphones off. You know, it's really more for potential attacks on the home. Mm -hmm. So what I would say, um, if you are really concerned about smart smart speaker technology. Um, at the end of the day, I think that you have to, uh, understand that there's a little mute button on the back of it. If you, you know, feel you, you need to have a a private conversation and just like you would turn your phone over in a restaurant or turn it off. I mean, this Mm -hmm. has to just become part of our daily habit.
1: And the same as having, um, uh, a webcam cover.
0: Exactly. You take these steps to protect yourself. And this is the thing is that I just hate to see people lose out on the benefits that technology Mm -hmm. can bring into your lives because maybe you misunderstand the privacy implications. You know, uh, just quickly last year, uh, we bought my father-in-law who's in his early 80s a a smart speaker for his house and we taught him how to call my husband as well as uh, um, my husband's sister if he ran into any trouble and sure enough, in April of uh, 2021, he had a terrible fall in his house. He couldn't get up to get his phone. He couldn't reach the landline and thank Thankfully, he remembered how to use a smart speaker mm-hmm. to call his daughter and he called her and she called an ambulance. Um, he had fractured his leg in multiple places. And to me, this was like a perfect example of let's weigh the benefits versus the risks of smart speaker technology or any smart home technology. Uh, he lives by himself, you know, no big privacy uh, concerns in terms of uh, how he lives every day, but huge benefits of having a smart speaker where he can play music, he can call his daughter in an emergency, whatever it might be
1: okay so for people that are thinking about adding to their home and I do believe more and more people I think it's incremental every year we're seeing more and more people that are introducing further measures of smart home technology is it something that we're buying piece by piece or is this something you can get hardwired into a house like what kind of levels are there well,
0: here's the good news. And uh, a couple of years ago, I uh, bought a 140-year-old historic home in Charlottetown, PEI. And nice. we, we turned this into a smart home. So we all of our products are uh, essentially smart products. And and I want to mention this because sometimes we think about smart technology as sort of a smart speaker or smart lighting. And, and yes, those are part of this larger, uh, broader category. But there's even smart technology built into things like faucets, where all of a sudden, you're using less water because the faucet has technology within it. So I want to just remind people of that. Um, And in that case, you know, uh, many different faucet manufacturers do have that technology built in. Appliance makers now have uh, many smart appliances that will give you notifications. If your fridge for some reason loses power, those type of things. So, the most important thing when you're moving into this category of smart home mm-hmm. is to think again. I go back to this idea of um, what platform do you want to use and, and, what i mean by that is for the whole hub to run the home you know maybe you use something like a uh, you know a a google uh a platform because they play nicely with lots of different brands so so you do have to kind of make that decision at the outset or maybe you're an apple home and so you want to make sure everything runs with apple homekit that's really the first decision you have to make okay. when you get into this space
1: okay so I- Are there limitations though? Say you like iPhones, but otherwise you use Google for everything. Do they play well together? Well, I mean, I
0: think that uh, everybody in the tech industry kind of knows this by now. Google tends to play nicer with more uh, brands. Um, Apple tends to be a more closed ecosystem in some ways. So for example, if you're an iPhone user, of course, Mm -hmm. you can still download the Google Home app and have lots of Google products in your home. Um, That isn't always necessarily true if you're an iPhone user and you want to connect with lots of other Google products. So it's just something that you have to think about a little bit when you make those decisions. Uh, Mm -hmm. and more and more the good news is and I don't want to overly confuse people is that uh, more of these companies are playing nicer with each other. So (laughs) it's opening up a little bit. You know, Five years ago was a real struggle uh, but I think now we're seeing more smart home technology uh, that works on multiple platforms.
1: And for anyone that's thinking about jumping in, where's the best place to start? Is there a place, is is there a shop you should go to? Is there something you should read? Where would you guide people as their first step in entering this world?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think you can go to your local electronics store. Most of them have kind of a smart home section set up now where they showcase some of the smart mm-hmm. technology, even in the you know big retailers like uh, Home Depot or Canadian Tire, mm-hmm. you can go in and see some of that smart technology and then figure out, What technology makes the most sense for you? Maybe you want to start with a smart door lock. And then on every product that you buy, when I talk about the platform, again, not to uh, confuse people, you'll see a little uh, uh, icon or a couple of icons that says works with Google Assistant or or works with Apple HomeKit. You want to look for those logos and then make sure that it's going to work within the system that you have and that you're running on your phone. So that's kind of the first step. And uh, I think smart door locks, smart lighting, smart speakers, a great place to start.
1: Okay. And by the way, a smart home can sell for three to 5% more. Did you know that? <laughs> uh,
0: I I am not surprised. You know, we outfitted this house in PEI. We have, uh, I mean, 30 plus smart lights. We have uh, um, heat pumps in terms of energy efficiency, smart thermostats. So it just makes sense in the long run because you will get those savings back.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for spending a little time with me today to talk about all this stuff and make it a little bit, bring it home to people a little bit more. Um, you are a busy lady uh where can people connect with you watching you what you're doing
0: yeah, super easy uh, at ambermac.com. I do a newsletter every Tuesday as well, which is uh, free to subscribe to. No strings attached at ambermac.com slash newsletter. And I always talk about smart home tech. So if you <laughs> want to get up and running, that's a good place to get started.
1: Sounds like a good spot. And a reminder that this podcast available on pretty much all podcast platforms, or you can always find it by going to my website, sharoncaddy.com. Thanks again, Amber. Hope to talk to you again soon. Thanks so much. And thank you all for joining me today for another episode of Open House. Remember to share with everyone, uh, YouTube, all of your podcast platforms, subscribe to the YouTube channel and let everybody know all about it. Until next time, stay well and we'll talk to you soon.
0: Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. For all our episodes, click to SharonCaddy.com. Open House with Sharon Caddy is produced with Flalo Communications, Inc. Till next time.